deserve healing. You deserve not to be suffering every day. That'd be my number one advice. Then yes, it's embarrassing, but there are women, many women who are experiencing the same thing. You're not alone. Pelvic pain affects one in three women. That's, I mean, I say that out loud because it helps keep me reminded that this is very common. And so it is common, but it should not be considered normal. If you're a human being, you have a pelvic floor, but how much does this area affect your gut, your bladder, and the rest of your body? That's what we're going to discuss today. But just before we do that, I would like to invite you to invite others by rating the show on Apple or Spotify. I'm hosting this show because after unraveling all of the medical lies I'd been told about endometriosis, I educated myself and I was able to heal myself, whether it's endometriosis or any other painful disorder labeled as chronic. We expose the lesser known solutions that can heal your mind, body, and spirit. And of course, I made and continue to make an ongoing art series about it titled Every Phase, powerfully illustrating how I healed myself living by the phases of the female cycle in Freudian rhythm clock. Follow the series by subscribing at meredithochoa.com. Even though I was lied to for years by doctors promoting Big Pharma, I was able to find experts who helped me achieve the impossible. This space introduces them to you. Today, we are chatting with an extraordinary woman who helped me immensely in healing from my pain, Dr. Sarah Bolden. She is a licensed physical therapist, board certified women's health clinical specialist and certified functional medicine provider. For over 18 years, her focus has been helping and healing individuals with pelvic pain, urogynecologic disorders, and pelvic floor dysfunctions. She is among the first board certified women's health clinical specialists in the Metro Atlanta region and started Women First Rehabilitation in 2006, an exclusive pelvic floor rehabilitation practice devoted entirely to helping individuals with pelvic pain and pelvic floor disorders. Dr. Bolden is an alumnus of LSU, receiving a BS in biochemistry, as well as Shenandoah University, where she received her doctor of physical therapy. She is the founder of What a Girl Wants seminars, speaking across the country to educate women on their bodies, helps couples enhance their intimacy, and is also the author of What a Girl Wants, The Good Girl's Guide to Great Sex. Dr. Sarah, I am so excited to have you on the show. And it's just, things have really come full circle since I first saw you in so much pain. So it's just incredible to see you. I'm so excited to talk about all things pelvic floor. I feel like it's such an overlooked area. And working with you was the first time I felt in regards to like endometriosis and my pain that I had like active participation in my recovery. It's so physical. It's kind of like working out. And I was just, my mind was blown at just some of the things that can be accomplished by working, just, you know, literally working out the knots. So yeah, it was like, I just started to see the light at the end of the tunnel, really working with you. Like, wow, maybe there can be an end to this pain because food, all those other things, of course, balancing your hormones, absolutely necessary. It just felt like because it's so physical and you're a part of it, like 
you know, wow, this is something that everyone, every woman should know about. Agree. Agreed. And there's a lot to, you know, sometimes we wait till there's issues with our bodies before we even learn about your pelvic and your organs and your hormones. And it's kind of a disservice to women to not know these things ahead of time so that you know how to prevent things or you know you actually have some empowerment on how to help your body if you do have a problem. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And most people, like you were just saying, go their whole lives without really even considering the impact of this area or the connection it has to the rest of the body. How did you decide that you wanted to work in this area in pelvic floor physical therapy and what inspired you to explore this? Well, it's a little bit of a story, but it's a very interesting story because I, my undergrad is biochemistry pre-med and I went to LSU, Louisiana State University, and my last semester of my career at LSU, I was sitting in like, I don't know, biochemistry three class or something of that nature. And I'm going to call it an epiphany because I really, in my mind, I was thinking, I surely wouldn't have thought this myself. So this had to come from my God. I felt like it was coming from God, like, all right. But there I am sitting in class and I had this thought that said, have you ever considered physical therapy? Now, I will tell you that what I'm about to say is wrong thinking, but this is what young, dumb college students sometimes think. I thought, and like a lot of the people that were going to go to med school, we thought, you know, physical therapy are for people who can't get into med school. That's for them, right? And it's because we're ignorant and we are uneducated about the significance and the intelligence behind this particular field. It is amazing. So obviously I don't think that now, but in that thought, here I am in class thinking this thought, I'm like, okay, that's not me. I didn't think that. And it was so upsetting. I literally got up and walked out of the classroom. And, and, but then I really got kind of conviction. I was like, oh man, I don't know. This clearly wasn't for me. Maybe I should pray about this. <laughs> so I let a few days go by and I'm like, I don't even know what these people do, these physical therapists, you know? And so I ended up going to someplace on campus looking for someone who was over physical therapy. And of course, they're not there. And so I was like, ah, there's my sign. I was thinking wrong, you know, as I turned to walk away, there's like this massive poster that's like, hey, are you interested in physical therapy? And I'm like, maybe. <laughs> they're like, would you like more information? And I was like, yeah. And they said, come to this meeting that they're having that night. And so I was like, I'll just go to this meeting type thing. And to speed this story up, I ended up going <laughs> to this meeting, sitting next to the dean of this particular university and the program. And that dean said to me, what are you doing tomorrow? And I said, nothing. And he said, I want to interview you. And he offered me a pretty much a spot, a place on their enrollment, like on the spot. Wow. And then it really just made me think, okay, there's something about this. But when I got to physical therapy, my heart has always been for women's health. And I didn't even know they had this field. I didn't know that 
pelvic health and physical therapy that even existed. So when I found out that it did, I was like, huh, match made in heaven. This is great. So it opened my eyes. There's a whole specialty for to help not only women, but to help men. If you have a pelvic floor, which means you're a human being, then you need someone like us when you have an issue or you need preventative care, something of that nature. Absolutely. I'm so glad you brought that up. That's a crazy story, by the way. I love it. I can relate on so many levels just as an artist in listening to intuitively to that voice. It's like, no, actually do this. Yeah. <laughs> so I totally understand. But then I'm also really glad that you said about men, you know, you're a human being. If you have a pelvic floor, you're a human being. Because I think that's one of the biggest kind of mystifications whenever I bring up pelvic floor, just to even the area, people are like, well, do men even have a pelvic floor? So that's just how kind of mystified it really is for people. What are some commonly held beliefs like this about the pelvic floor as well as just pelvic floor physical therapy that you'd like to clear up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there's so many. <laughs> uh, I think I think that there's, yes, men and women both have pelvic floors. And there is a distinct difference between men and women's pelvic floors. Both can have pelvic pain, but it's more common in women. Sexual dysfunction can happen for both. But again, it's more common for women. I think the biggest thing I'd like to clear up is it's not a weird type of therapy. There's nothing hanging from the ceiling. There's no, uh, you know, acrobatics involved or, you know, heavy exercise. It's not physical therapy like you get for a knee or a shoulder or a back. It's very specific and often involves, you know, hands-on or internal type of treatment or therapy. There is research and it does work. And I think that's the other thing too, is that people think, well, it's weird or it's not well known, so it must not work. And those things are not true. Pelvic floor therapy is extremely successful for men and women. Awesome. I'm glad though still that there's that distinction that, yeah, both men and women different but can both have problems with the same area and still solved in very similar ways by working that area muscularly. What is one thing, knowing all of this, that you would recommend we start doing today for our pelvic health and then one thing we all stop doing today? <laughs> I think that there's a few things that people could start today. Number one, breathing. And we talked about this before. Just diaphragmatic breathing can actually help relax your pelvic floor. And in an environment where we are, as a society, very stressed and it's just a constant high stress pace, our pelvic floors can actually become very tense. And if we're not aware of what's going on down there, that can develop certain conditions, not only like the obvious, like pelvic pain or pain with intercourse, but your pelvic floor is directly related to your bladder and you can have bladder symptoms. Your pelvic floor is directly related to your gut and you can have gut issues. And so there's a lot of crosstalk between organs and your muscles of your pelvic floor and the nerves in that area. And so just breathing can actually help 
improve someone's pelvic floor and how they hold their tension. Awareness, just kind of understanding like, hey, I do have muscles down there. What are they doing? What am I doing down there? Am I clenching? Am I, do I feel my bottom, you know, tightening up or am I relaxing and I'm just allowing it to be relaxed? So there's an awareness there and something that you should definitely stop doing. I mean, just hands down is stop washing the vagina. Okay. (laughs) Then of us think, oh my gosh, we got to wash it. We got to like spray it with like lavender vanilla. We've got to, you know, make it shine and sparkle. We got to douche. We got to do this. And no, none of that is necessary. As I like to say, we are so cleaning ovens. And so basically all the healthy bacteria that we are supposed to have there, it needs to be there. And sometimes we're just excessive with washing. We can actually set ourselves up for yeast infections and UTIs and things of that nature. So don't wash the vagina, just use soap when you're washing your body in that area. And then people always ask me, well, what about my bottle? Yeah, you can wash your bottle. There's a lot of bacteria that comes out there, okay? But not the vajayjay. The vajayjay stays where it needs to stay. I love it. I love that statement so much. And that is one thing I absolutely remember from working with you. Stop washing. Yeah. And it's not like I ever use kind of like any of those products anyway, but there's so much marketing around cleaning that area. The marketing's there, I feel like, because it is that sales cycle. Like, okay, you wash your vagina. Now you have a yeast infection. That's right next to the wash that we just told you to buy at the store. It's just blatantly in your face for women. A lot. I will tell you, they even have companies that do what they call vaginal irrigation, where (laughs) they hook up a whole irrigation system (laughs) and it's got like all kinds of herbs and so forth. And it just circles in there. And, you know, women think, oh my goodness, do I need that? Is that something that I need? And one of the things that most women don't realize is that Certain odors that they feel that they have are often related to what they eat. If you don't change those things, they will continue to have that. You will continue to have that kind of odor. Yeah. It's insane. The whole business around it. I'm so glad you brought it up too. And that you tell people, stop using this crap. One of the things I really loved about you, specifically with me, but I know you tell all your patients this, is you were the first person that told me my goal is for you to stop seeing me. And that I had had never heard that before. You came up and it was a whole plan. It wasn't like, I just don't want to see you because I don't like you. (laughs) It was like, no, I have, you know, let's come up with a plan like a strategy, a timeline to make what you want a reality where six to nine months down the road, a year down the road or whatever the time allotted needs, whatever your body needs, this problem is no longer there. Can you speak a bit about your amazing process and what makes your clinic and your team so unique? I want that for all my patients. I want And I feel very strongly that it speaks better for a provider when they can get you from here to there, if they're being your goals, as quickly as possible 
and not keep someone around, you know, for years and years. But what we do is we, we have a holistic kind of multi-angle approach when we see our patients. So we're not just seeing patients and saying, okay, you have vaginal pain. We're going to just treat your vagina because your vagina is part of your whole body. And we know that dietary things affect your vagina and your hormones, how your daily activities, your stress level. So we try to take a holistic approach. We take a step back. We say, okay, what are all the things that might be affecting how this person's immune system is working, how their inflammatory system is working, how their central nervous system is working, how their diet is impacting them, how their hormonal status is impacting them. And we do more of a holistic, I would call it a functional medicine approach so that when the person leaves us, they're not dependent upon our therapy, our therapy guidance from here to there. But now all the other stuff is going to maintain your result. So that you don't have to come, like I said, you don't have to come back. And then if something happens in the future, let's say, you know, you have a flare up or you're not feeling good. You already learned the whole bag of tools that like, hey, I know that this helped me. I know this helped me. I'm going to pull out these little tools that I was taught and I'm going to see if I can, you know, get some relief. And then if you can't, you can always come back. Exactly. And it's so empowering to feel like you have your own tools because you got to know your body because you did the work and you're, you are a part of it. It's not just like, you know, the doctor put on a coat and abandon all responsibility for our health <laughs> like to the doctor and they kind of hold the keys to your pain and your freedom and you feeling better. I'm so glad you said that. Yeah. Cause it is so, it is something that I feel like a lot of people don't necessarily teach, but you weave that kind of practice into your lifestyle. At least I know that I did. So how can people realize, okay, it's time for me to see a pelvic floor physical therapist. It's time for me to go see Dr. Sarah. What are some of the distinct body signals to look for and how can they find you? Yeah, that's a great question because, you know, there are times in a woman's life where she might have pain or discomfort. If it's like a, hey, I just had a baby, I need, and I'm having pain, that would be a great time to come see us. Let's say you had a UTI, and of course you have pain with UTI, but if you clear it, and you go to your doctor, you get your you know, antibiotics, and it's clear. You know, obviously you don't see us then, but if it lingers and that pain is just persisting, you, this would be a good time to come see us. Anybody who struggles with their bowels, anybody who struggles with pain, just doing daily tasks like sitting. Sometimes people have pain with just sitting. If you have monthly cycles that are outrageous and, you know, the doctor's giving you, you know, your birth control pill, but you're still having outrageous pain that's a good time to come see us. But then our young female athletes, our athletes who are only 13 or 14 years old and they're having incontinence and they're embarrassed to tell anybody, but you notice, hey, as a parent, my daughter has wet undies when she comes home from her practice and it's not from sweat. That would be a good time for bringing your young 
athlete daughter into our clinic because we can help that. Women who are incontinent, urinary incontinence, and they think, well, that's just how I am because I'm 70 years old and that's just what we do when we're 70 years old. No, come see us. <laughs> that's something we can help with. And the best way, I mean, most of the time when women have, or men have a pelvic issue, they go to their doctor, but sometimes their doctors are quick to just give a prescription. Sometimes people are like, I don't want a prescription. I want to be able to heal myself without having to take a pill for the rest of my life. That's a good time to come see us, you know? And sometimes the doctors immediately say, hey, you actually need to go see pelvic floor therapy or somebody who's inv involved with pelvic floor therapy. So how does someone find us? They could always Google it, of course, and they would Google pelvic floor therapy in near me or whatever city you live in. There are certain sites that if someone like me is a member of, like International Public Pain Society, you could find a provider under those sites or the ichelp.com or .org, those type of sites if you find a provider. But let's say I was a provider who didn't pay for a membership, my name might not be on there. So I usually tell people, Google it or even ask your doctor, have you ever heard of a pelvic therapist? Can I get a referral or would you recommend somebody? Perfect. And I definitely relate to the women and girls you brought up about, you know, being embarrassed, not really wanting to talk about the fact that I have pain down there. And most people, you know, think we're made this way and there's something wrong with me. There's something dysfunctional about me. And it's kind of the last thing that you want to tell someone or really address. What would you say to those women that are having pain, but are too emotionally insecure or embarrassed to really address it? What would your advice be to them? You deserve healing. You deserve not to be suffering every day. That'd be my number one advice. Then yes, it's embarrassing, but there are women, many women who are experiencing the same thing. You're, you know, you're not alone. Pelvic pain affects one in three women. That's, I mean, I say that out loud because it helps keep me reminding that this is very common. And so it is common, but it should not be considered normal. And I think that's something else. Women who are, let's say, menopausal, sometimes they think, well, I'm supposed to have pain with intercourse because I'm past menopause. No, you're not. You're not supposed to have that. Women who, let's say, if you were 13 when you first started your period and they've always been excruciating, don't accept that as, well, that's just my normal. Well, that might be your normal, but that's not okay. And you deserve healing. You deserve to have a pain-free life. And so I would encourage women who are, or even men who are thinking, I really can't go in for that. That's so embarrassing. We see that all day long. Yeah. All we see. We have a very special specialty clinic that's only saying pain with intercourse, rectal pain, vaginal pain, tailbone yeah. pain, endometriosis. You know, I see interstitial cystitis urinary incontinence, vaginal prolapse. We see all of it. That is what we specialize in. So people normally, when they come in here, they feel very welcomed because they know they're not the only ones in this clinic that have what they have. 
Absolutely. It takes a lot to come and address it to really, I mean, it's part of facing your shit. It's the first <laughs> step. True. So yeah, I'm so thankful that there are practitioners like you out there that really understand that and know that. I just want to shout it from the rooftops. Like it's one in three women. It's kind of hidden. You know, we don't talk about this stuff and no one is really addressing that it's one in three women. Like it's so, so common, but you never hear about it. That's the whole point of us talking about this today because it's just so impactful for, you know, not only your physical health, but also your emotional health and empowering to feel that, that connection to your body. Yeah. I'll tell you, when you have a pain that involves your genitalia, it defines, you know, your genitals define who you are, you know what I mean? And it makes you feel like who you are. And so when there's a problem there, it really messes with you psychologically. It really does. And it makes you feel like this freak of nature that is so abnormal and no one else has the same issues. And that just creates more isolation, which then creates depression, which then creates more isolation. And that's a really bad cycle to get involved in because then you know where that leads that's going to lead to someone who doesn't seek help who then you know marriages are destroyed by that family units are destroyed by that and people just go into a dark place they do and that's really how you know okay it's time to go see dr sarah bolden (laughs) listen to this episode yes now it's time to close us out with a biohacking with art finale question. I love doing this. It's so awesome. Are you ready? (laughs) I think so. (laughs) Okay, good. So the biohacking with art question today is, if you could create healing the pelvic floor with any art medium, which medium would you choose? Okay. <laughs> Such a hard, this is actually a hard question because especially someone who doesn't know all the mediums of art. Okay. And that's, I'll, I'll be honest. I don't. Okay. That's okay. But I think if I understand the question fully, I think clay. Got it. Like a sculpture, like a sculptor. Yes. Perfect. I can totally see that. And yeah. Especially after working with you, it is definitely like eating those knots and then like forming it back together and it's unique for each person. Yes. Yes. And there's a give that you have to have in healthy pelvic floor. So, (coughs) excuse me. So that clay, it reminds me of when you have, when you work with clay, there is a little give to that. And that helps to create beautiful things, you know? Absolutely. I love that. That's beautiful. And I just want to say, Dr. Sarah, it's been so real with you today (laughs) on the show. I just, you truly are just a gift to this world and everything that you've shared with us here. It's such a privilege to have you here today. And I would love to just shout from the rooftops and for all of our listeners, how can they find you? How can they learn more about seeing you? 
I mean, us specifically, if you just type in WF as in first rehab.com, the WFrehab.com, that takes you to our website. We do have certain social media that you can follow. We try to educate our, you know, followers just basic good information for the month of October. We are talking on Instagram and on Facebook about breast cancer. And uh, we're talking about ways that you can improve your survivorship. We're talking about how to detect whether you have abnormal breast tissue, like the actual examining. We're talking about what happens when you are a survivor and you've been through all your chemo and all your radiation and now sex is very painful. So we have little like free information, if you will, to educate our followers about Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So, but we'll have, we have different topics every month. So yeah. you can go on Instagram. Our Instagram is, oh boy, Gunnular Far Pelvic. <laughs> we'll list these in the show notes too. Pelvic Health. Oh, yeah. No worries. Tubby <laughs> Bar Pelvic Health and Wellness Specialist. And then our Facebook is Women First Rehabilitation or Women First Rehab. So there you go. Perfect. Love it. And love that conversation you're having. Definitely something people should be more aware of. Yeah. If you're having painful sex, stop doing that. <laughs> like with as a side effect of anything. And then it goes along with like, oh, it's normal. No, that it, no. <laughs> and then we have a nutritionist that's on our staff and she's giving like free nutrition advice that's related to the topics. And sometimes she throws recipes on there you know, things to help boost your immune system or decrease inflammation. Last, I think last month she talked about how to increase your lubrication naturally through food and diet. And so that's a fine one. (laughs) Oh, love that. Yeah. Love that conversation. We might have to have her on the show too. Yeah, she's great. Awesome. So again, we will list all of these resources and all the links in the show notes And I hope that everyone is able to take away something from this just extraordinary conversation today to help them face their shit and heal themselves. And remember, as always, the truth will set you free. We will see you all next time. If you liked this episode or you think this show would be useful for someone else, the best way you can show your support is to share it on your social media outlets with family and friends or subscribe with the link below to receive exclusive perks. And if you're feeling really generous, please leave a review on podchaser.com, YouTube, or Apple Podcasts and pick up a signed copy of my book about how I healed myself from endometriosis on my Instagram at Meredith W. Ochoa. Thank you so much for listening and for having the bravery to face your shit and heal yourself.